Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets this week. Canola fell close to $50 a ton, most of it today, while wheat gained 25 cents a bushel. Tomorrow is Food Day Canada, and APAS says it's time for everyone to recognize Canada's farming sector. We also talk with APAS President Todd Lewis about this year's crop on his farm southeast of Regina. Real Agriculture talks with a livestock producer near Prince Albert and the impact of drought on his farm. The new crop year begins Sunday, August 1st, and the Grain Commission outlines lower fees and extended coverage for canary seed. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Grain markets were mixed this past week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola has dropped $48 a metric ton this week, while spring wheat futures have risen 25 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, November canola is down approximately $48 a ton here this week with a lot of the move down here today, down about $43 a ton as we're talking here. So definitely kind of canola has been breaking lower here, especially today from a technical perspective. On the wheat front, Minneapolis wheat, September futures are up approximately 25 cents a bushel on the week. Today, they're down about three cents as we talk, but they have been actually coming back steadily here this morning higher. So what's pushing canola down and wheat up? Good question. Well, starting off on a few things that uh, I kind of wanted to review. So the situation for canola, everybody knows that it's dry in the prairies, looking at how North Dakota, Minnesota is as well too. There's not really a whole lot of, of rain in the forecast. There has been some rain across from Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, but really not enough, I think, to really turn around the crops at, at this stage here. So from that perspective, farms often ask me like, well, you know, why is, is canola dropping so much? And 
it really comes down to how long the funds were or traders were in the market, meaning they were betting canola could keep going higher. But as people start to sell, more people start to sell. And that's called long liquidation. So from a technical perspective, again, looking at charts, we're below 20-day moving average now here. We've actually closed a, a gap on the chart that that we've been kind of watching here that was made back kind of earlier this month. So from that perspective, it's more chart selling. And that's why we've seen canola go down here. When it comes to the Minneapolis wheat front here, it, again, it, the situation there for spring wheat is is quite positive. Are we going to see 20 cent moves daily potentially? Easily. And, and that's where I would say more important than ever, farms need to just know the, the amount of risk that they're, they're willing to take, especially if they are trading options or futures. So what's the outlook for next week and beyond for both wheat and canola? Well, one thing definitely that farms can can watch is the weekly crop condition reports that come out on on, on Mondays. So, for example, on the the wheat front here, the USDA this week came out with only a nine percent good to excellent rating for the wheat crops. So that's the second worst kind of on record. The worst was in on in July of 1988 at four percent. So definitely. The weekly crop condition reports, something to watch. There is some actual crop tours going on too. In particular, it's called the Wheat Quality Council Tour in North Dakota. Their yields are seen at about 29.5 bushels an acre after the first day, which is down from last year, about 45.6. Oh, sorry, I guess 2019 last year, there was no data because of the pandemic. But, you know, that's something to keep in mind next week as well too, that there is a holiday on the Monday for the canola market, uh, U.S. markets are still going to be open. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Saskatchewan's General Farm Group is encouraging consumers to celebrate local food on Saturday, July 31st, that's tomorrow, Food Day Canada. APAS President Todd Lewis says Food Day Canada is a great way for everyone to give recognition to Canada's agricultural sector. We want consumers to enjoy food every day, of course, and uh, July 31st has been designated as uh, Food Day in Canada, and it's just time to, uh, I think, maybe give opportunity for people to give some thought to, as to where their food comes from. Uh, you know, Saskatchewan, it's a huge part of our economy, and local food, uh, you know, we grow vegetables and fruit and uh, all, all sorts of products that go directly to restaurants and to uh, grocery stores and right here in Saskatchewan. And uh, buy local is always important. And also just rec- recognize, you know, how big the agriculture sector supports the entire economy in Saskatchewan. As well as Why do you express buy local? I just think it's supportive of local producers is important. In many cases, in the in the fruit and veggie sector, uh, it's smaller producers as well. Uh, Canada relies heavily on, on imported food during the winter months, but we provide some great local products that should be looked at, and they're available readily available in grocery stores and restaurants across the province. So 
it's important to, to recognize that part of agriculture as well. And sometimes it gets lost in, uh, you know, some of the, the large farm uh, grain production and cattle production that we have on such a large scale in the province. Yeah, Saskatchewan is known for meat, cattle, and wheat, but there's much more. What else? Outline that for me. Well, you know, of course, canola and wheat on the crop side are kind of the king. They used to always be wheat with king, but uh, canola now has uh, certainly uh, offset that. And I think those are two examples of re- really where Canada is a, is a world leader in Saskatchewan especially. And, and But when you look at the uh, pulse production of the province, be it peas or lentils, we're also major exporters of that. Uh, you know, crops like mustard. Saskatchewan is the largest mustard producer in the world for a condiment mustard. So good chance that the yellow mustard sitting on your table that people are putting on their hot dog, you know, on July 31st, hopefully, uh, you know, that, that mustard came from Saskatchewan. So we have a number of products like that, that, uh, you know, garlic production is very, very important here in Saskatchewan. It's on the small scale, but overall it, it provides a lot of the, of the product for Canada domestically. So those are just examples of how widespread agriculture and how diverse it is in, here in the province. And of course, there's lots of vegetables grown and honey. Honey is a very important, you know, export and also domestically for Saskatchewan. And, uh, of course, with all those canola plants and all the flowering and so much land-based, Saskatchewan is a very, very important for honey production within Canada. Food Day Canada, do you see it as a way to show appreciation for farmers as well? Well, I think that's the idea, was the idea behind it and support. It's also important, you know, we're going through hard times right now in the province here with drought and so on. And, and uh, with COVID as well, you know, it's never been a time more, uh, I guess, an uh, opportune time to talk about food and where it comes from and who supplies it. When we look at COVID and we had some empty grocery stores shelves, that was the first time that many people have had ever experienced that in Canada. So I think it's just a good time to appreciate where, where food comes from and uh, how good a supply we have here in, in Canada. You have, at a request, not just asked the government of Saskatchewan, but several cities to proclaim July 31st Food Day Canada. Yeah, it's all the major cities in the province, uh, Regina, Saskatoon, Prince Albert, uh, Weyburn, have all uh, given uh, their endorsement to this. And uh, I think it, that speaks to uh, how important agriculture is here. And if we don't have support of urban Canada, we're, uh, you know, it just makes it more difficult for uh, agriculture to thrive. Coming up after the farm weather, the Regina area farmer discusses his crop prospects and the start of harvest. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. This week I had a chance to talk to Prince Albert rancher Tim Alexkin, talk about how the drought has impacted their ranch as well. How does he compare and contrast this with 1988? I mean, we're enjoying the challenges, let's put it that way. Things, you know, we're, it's, we're at this point where, you know, we're just kind of dusting off the jeans and, and, you know, putting the hat back on, getting into harvest and, and, you know, trying to ignore the grasshoppers and ignore the short grass and the cattle. And, and uh, we still got some grazing ahead of us, so our world is good. We're better off than most people. Yeah, honestly. you're, you're, just, Prince Albert's not drought stricken like in the south, right? Like you've, you've got, like, not, 
fantastic conditions, but better than. Yeah, you bet. We're not destitute. I mean, no doubt, you know, people will get angry when I say that because you know know the cost and the inputs and all that and all that, blah, blah, blah. And and yet, you know, there are, you know, there's such a a volatile mixture of, of, of conditions as you drive, you know, through different areas and Prince Albert included and some is agronomic and some is timing and, and, you know, and yet, you know, you know, our pulse crops look like they're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to fill some traders and bins and, and, uh, can only, you never, ever know the oats looks, you know, hopefully there's not too many blanks. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, managing, uh, you know, a lot of the other, uh, you know, the barleys it's going to be, if you and I were driving down a road and I'd say, Ooh, you know, go look at the eagle up in the air. Don't look at the barley crop sort of thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. where it is, you know, and yet, you know, there's some, you know, there's some straw in some places and, until we get the combines up and going, let's let's see where we are. But uh, yeah. you know, old grass. I mean, pastures are are you know they're you know not only took a little frost sort of early in the year, but then you know the lack of moisture, so the smooth bromes are hung on better than the you know the, the damn meadow brome grasses. They went dormant, you know, and you know the cold weather, let alone in this drought here. So um, we're under three inches of moisture under. You know, and I'm bragging when I say that sort of thing, but. Uh, uh, our newer grass and, and forages are, you know, they're hanging, you know, that they've had some growth and the cattle are still okay on those ones. There's no regrowth whatsoever, of course, but, uh, um, you know, we're, we're okay. I mean, Sean, we've been here, done that in 88, 2002, and, and I, you know, we're, we're going to, we're just going to dust off our hats and put them back on. That's cool. Let's get the rest of the time. For some of the people that didn't, you know, they didn't go through the drought in 88, from a learning perspective and, and as we and, and how, trying to apply those learnings to a year like this like do you have any perspective there you can share yeah you bet i mean first of all have a bit of patience i know that's hard and you know and and, and spend some time with you know just having some conversations with you know it doesn't matter if it's your suppliers you know your your banking institutions i mean you know some of your friends that are you know that might be your dentist or whatever that help provide some guidance to you and, and just prepare them that you know, there's some challenges here. I mean, that's number one. You know, it, it just it just is. And, and, you know, there's so many other people out there, you know, that are are part of, you know, our vertical integration that are, aren't are sleeping at night, too, because they're wondering how they can help support, you know, this industry, whether it be ranching or farming or, you know, in that aspect. And, you know, whether they're in, you know, in research or, you know, government programs or that. And they're, and they're grappling. I mean, they are. I mean, it's just, you know, they, some will say, oh, we're kind of in a privileged job. And they're not. You know, they're, just, they're really working at it. So, you know, other than in, in that, I mean, learn from this. I mean, you know, again, I mean, this is after the fact, but, you know, we, we've gone into a, you know, a, a, a mode sort of thing of, of, you know, with our maturing sort of thing and learning from 88 and 2001 and 2002 of making sure that we have feedstocks that are, you know, it'll take us through the next year almost, John. You know, we just, that's part of it. You know, take some opportunity to this of, of, trying to develop some partnerships, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we're talking and making some promises to people down on the Southern part, you know, because of our grain side of things and saying, you know what, our straw is short, but we will try and we'll try and help you out and, and, and honestly try and help you out. Send your equipment up here. We'll, we'll see what we can find and do for you. And people did that for us in 88 and we want to make sure that we do it for them, you know, now. So that's, that's the, that's the learning curve. Um, yeah. Uh, it's difficult for people. It really is. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, hazy sky, wind north 20, the high 31, the low 13. Saturday, sunny and hazy, the high 30 tomorrow, the low 13. Sunday, sunny, the high 31, the low 14. Monday, sunny, the high 33, the low 16. Tuesday, sunny, the high 32, the low 17. Wednesday, sunny, the high 32, the low 17. Thursday, sunny, the high 31. Normal high is 26 for this date. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 524 this morning. It sets at 846 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is in the southwest corner, Valmarie at 31. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 19. Estevan is 27. Saskatoon, 29. Swift Current, 27. Weyburn, 29. Yorkton is 28. Regina, sunny and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northeast at 18, gusting to 32. Humidity is 37%, the barometer rising, 102.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 29, winds are from the north at 18. Once again, Regina, sunny and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Regina area farmer Todd Lewis expects to be on the combine in the next couple weeks. Lewis farms southeast of Regina at Gray. He says crops are showing signs of heat stress, although he has had some favorable rains during the growing season and hopes for an average crop. Well, with the dry weather, we're going to have an early harvest without question. And I guess the other part of, uh, of that equation would be that uh, we had you know, extremely good seeding conditions as well and got the crop in good and early as well. But no, the, the hot, dry wet weather that seems unrelenting here is, you know, the, the lentils are coming in quite quickly and even some of the cereal crops are starting to uh, show, you know, we're seeing some burning and, and turning of those those crops, crops like canary as well. You can see where, where they're starting to change colors. So the canola is still uh, ways away yet, but it's going to be an early harvest, that's for sure. Is it too early to say when you hope to have the combines in the field? Well, we'll uh, probably start desiccating uh, lentils next week and, you know, hopefully a week to 10 days after that. So by mid-August, we should uh, should be out seeing some lentils come off, you know, in a fairly general way here in the south, you know, south and east of the city here. And, and you know, unfortunately, in a lot of the province, uh, there's combines going right now. And uh, some of the yields in those, well, all of the yields in those fields are disappointing if you're doing a July harvest. And some in some cases, it's, uh, you know, down on the one, two bushel an acre level so it's, it's concerning but farmers will, are uh, in management mode now uh, you know getting getting things cleaned up and uh, trying to uh, do the best they can to uh, have the have things ready for next year 
Now, earlier you've said that you were one of those fortunate in the southeast to get some rain. What kind of yields are you expecting on your farm? Well, it's, you know, I think it's we're, we're looking perhaps at an average crop. It's so different this year, Jim, with the total lack of soil uh, reserves that, uh, you know, we're not really sure how those uh, heads are going to fill in the cereal crops, for instance. There's a, a limited stand there, but, you know, there's heads there that we're not sure are going to fill right to the top, so those things, so... You know, we're always hoping for at least an average crop, and uh, I don't know if we're going to get there this year or not, but we're certainly going to be better off than, you know, the vast majority of the province, and we're sure hoping that we could see close to average yields, but it's going to be a struggle here with the forecast we see see uh, over the next 10 days here. It says hot and dry, so if those cereals will get a chance to fill right to their full capacity, it's only time will tell. Todd Lewis Farm, southeast of Regina at Gray. He's the president of APAS. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Some major changes are coming to the grains industry at the start of the new crop year, August 1st. Remy Gosselin with the Canadian Grain Commission says federal grain inspection fees are going down and canary seed is being covered by the federal agency for grain payment defaults. Basically on August uh, 1, uh, 2021, the start of the 2021-22 crop year, the Canadian Grain Commission is proposing to reduce the fees for official inspection and official uh, weighing services based on an adjusted grain volume forecast for the next three years. So the changes will result in a combined official inspection and weighing fee reduction from a buck forty-eight per ton to a dollar five per ton for ships. So in terms of what this means for cost decreases, we're looking at about thirteen point seven five million dollars for the uh, current fiscal year which is about a 20% cost decrease for the whole sector. And then for the next two fiscal years, it cost a decrease of 29%, so $20.68 million. So this is a substantial cost saving for the green sector as a whole. Another big change that's happening is canary seed is going to be designated an official grain. Why is that? Well, there have been some significant failures in recent years, particularly in Saskatchewan, of CGC licensees that were not only dealing in official grains, but also canary seeds. So the out of concern uh, in the producer community, the CGC has acted and has taken the steps to make canary seed an official grain in Canada as well. So this, what this means practically for grain producers is that they're now going to be eligible for compensation in the event of non-payment for their canary seed deliveries. Also what it means is that canary seed deliveries are now going to receive an official grain at the time of delivery and will be assessed for quality as outlined in the Canadian Grain Commission's official grain grading guide. Another key piece here for farmers is that the canary seed will also be eligible for binding grade arbitration meaning that if there are grading disputes between producers and grain companies over their canary seed deliveries, that producers can now exercise their rights to subject to inspectors' graded dockage, so appeal the grade that they receive. On another topic, the expanding dawn testing is going to be available through the Harvest Sample Program. Uh, How do farmers benefit from that? 
Well, I mean, any information that farmers send to us voluntarily through the harvest sample program is, is quite useful for them and will help them make decisions on how they market their grain. You know, given the dry conditions this year, we're not expecting dawn to be a, a major grading factor, but it is useful information nonetheless. Uh, producers can use the grading information that they receive from us for free and can make informed decisions as they consider how they're going to be marketing their grain or, de- or making grain deliveries to a licensed elevator system. The Grain Commission is also modernizing some of its wheat classes and making some other changes to non-registered varieties. What is happening? Uh, let's start off with the wheat class modernization. More specifically, about five, six years ago, there was concern from both domestic and international grain buyers that some of our red spring varieties were not performing as was expected in terms of gluten strength. So the Canadian Grain Commission conducted a consultation of the grain sector in Canada about five or six years ago and it came to light that, that, that we needed to make some changes to our wheat class system in order to protect the reputation, the high quality reputation of our um, red spring class and red spring varieties. So, uh, you know, on the basis of consultation and consensus, the Canadian Grain Commission created a new uh, wheat class called Canada Northern Hard Red, which would allow producers to continue to grow certain varieties that performed well for them, but also uh, protect the quality reputation of our uh, Red Spring class, which is one of our top milling classes here in Canada. So a number of varieties over the last three to four years have been moving over to the Canada Northern Hard Red class, so as to protect the quality reputation that we have for Red Spring. And now that transition uh, this year will be totally complete, and the feedback has been positive from both farmers, industry, as well as green buyers, and we've, our quick action has, and quick steps have been decisive in terms of protecting the reputation of the Canada brand. And those varieties that are moving this year are? So the, the varieties, the last varieties that are moving from the Red Spring class to the Northern Hard Red class are AAC Redwater, AC Domain, much more Vesper, and 5605 HRCL. Remy Gosselin is the Manager of Information Services at the Canadian Grain Commission. The latest market outlook from Sask Wheats is spring wheat and durum crops across the northern plains of the U.S. and the Canadian prairies continue to deteriorate. Yields continue to be revised down due to extreme heat with little or no rain. Prices for spring wheat and durum have been rising in North America. Demand rationing will be necessary as the potential size of the Canadian and U.S. crops gets smaller and smaller. Including week 49 of the crop year, Canadian durum exports totaled 5.77 million tons, 19% or 921,000 tons more than last year. Durham exports are projected to be down next year from low supply. Canadian wheat exports to week 50 reached 19.09 million tons. That's 10% or 1.79 million tons more than last year. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell $36.30 at $817.67. Number one, red spring wheat went down $6.03 at $350.71. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $469.11. Feed barley, $264.65. 
Flax, 776.39. Lentils, 802.50. Oats, 268.53. Yellow peas, 347.27. And feed wheat, 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is down 8 cents at 9.10 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Mooshaw. Almost 1400 on offer at our Tuesday regular sale with 900 yearlings in the mix. They sold very strong here right in, now into a very, very high feed market. I've been here 20 years, and this is the biggest sale in July. We usually have around 350 head. 80 big bulls on offer here Tuesday. That's 160,000 plus pounds of bull. Good cows sold steady, 77 to 84. Sales right up to 89 and 50. Medium cow, wet cows, 72 to 81. The good bulls, a dollar five to a dollar 18. Sales right up to a dollar 23. We had 10 big steers, 10.99 at 169. 52 steers, 6.45 at 2.08 and a quarter. 75 steers, 7.62 at 2.11. 82 heifers, 530 pounds at 206 and they were far far from fancy 67 exotic heifers 877 at 177 they came from dean palmer up there in the davidson country this is grant barnett reporting let's have one great afternoon and the latest saskatchewan pork prices 240 dollars 37 cents per ckg coming up the resource report this is the saskatchewan resource reports on 620 ckrm here's jim smalley now the resource report brought to you by the prairie co-op grow team fueling farms feeding families in cupar ituna lipton and strasburg new figures from stats can show the canadian economy may be coming back after its worst two-month stretch since the start of the pandemic barely making a gain in June and growth in the second quarter of the year. Stats Canada says gross domestic product grew at an annualized rate of 2.5% between April and June and a 0.7% rise in June as pandemic restrictions eased. These followed declines of 0.5% in April and 0.3% in May. The decline in May put total economic activity about 2% below pre-pandemic levels seen in February 2020. The agency said that with growth in June, total economic activity was about 1% below pre-pandemic levels. Getting through the last 1% may not take much longer. Restrictions are rolling back in much of the country as vaccination rates rise. And with early indications suggesting a boost in activity, the country could see a pretty strong rebound in the third quarter. The uneven recovery in sectors prompted the federal government today to announce it was extending aid to businesses and workers until October 23rd and freezing benefits at current rates. On the markets, the TSX is down 54 points at 20,257. The Dow has fallen 105 points at 34,978. Oil is up 33 cents at 73.95 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.18 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.